everyone it is Sid it is Sid in the place Sid the Aquarius as some of you may know me as um I'm here I'm finally here finally doing it finally um the podcast that was promised um I'm here welcome to I Sid what I said um so yeah who am I um what I do what this um podcast is inspired by um, this is just li- pretty much going to be an introduction into me, why I'm doing this, and um, just my ambitions for the future. Um, and we'll just take it from there, really. This is not going to be a long episode, but the um, ones after this will be a bit longer. Let's just see how we do in it. We move. So, uh, my name's Sid. I am um, 30 years old. I live in Birmingham at the moment. I was born in London. Um, I'm of Black Caribbean descent, um, and hmm, a bit about me. Let's let, yeah, let's talk about me for a bit. Let's let's get to know me. Um, let's get to know Sid, Sid the Aquarius. Um, so my interest at the moment, I would say, I'm a, if there's one thing to know about me, you'll know me for my love of plants. I love house plants. I've got about sixty of them so far. They're all my babies. Um, I got into houseplants over lockdown, um, mainly just to brighten up the scenery and things. And also, like, I see them like my babies. Those are my children, you know. Um, I look after them. They've really, really, like, brightened up the the house, my mood. Um, it's also great, been great for my mental health as well, like, taking care of something, seeing it flourish, like... You know, if it's dying, which some of them have died, or if um, they're about to die, I try and figure out what's wrong. Like, has it got, does it need more sunlight? Does it need, like, um, repotting? Does it need, like, pests removed? Like, oh my God, spider mites? Like, I'm short-sighted in it. So, um, yeah, that's another thing. So if you see me and um i look like i see you and i haven't got my contacts in i haven't got my glasses on it's not me being rude i just haven't seen you but back to the plants um yeah so spider mites sometimes cleaning up the spider mites um because they literally just drain the sap out of the plants they love 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 um the ficus lorata is it that you say it's like a fig tree or fiddle leaf fig um as they would say and what else do they do? Yeah, that's me. Um, plants, <laughs> yes. Um, so I love those. Those have been like literally just maintaining them every single weekend. Um, all of that. It's it's keeps me busy, but I absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. Hobbies. Um, I'm a gamer. So I've got my PS5. I've got my PS4. I've even got my um, PS5 kitted with like an extra memory. So I can download more games, love online gaming, um, love RPG gaming as well. Um, like there's role-playing games, action adventure, things like that. Um, thinking of getting a Nintendo Switch? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've been umming and ahhing about it and I'm thinking maybe I get it for Nintendo Ring Fit, but do you know how much fitness stuff that I've got here at the moment and I'm just not utilizing? So I do not know. I don't know, but I'm getting back into the, those things. I love running love going for runs in the morning um and on the weekends as well i've been doing the couch to 5k um i've currently finished week three and i'm starting week four well i've started week four this week and it's going it's it's 
Oh, how can I put it? I did it last year. I did couch to 5k last year and um, I got up to week five, but then like some life happened and unfortunately, which I might get into later on um, as you get to know me better and when I'm comfortable to share, but like life happens. Anyways, um, I got up to week five. So that app, I would say getting me running, getting me active and in terms of like health and things like that, brilliant, love. I, I am back into running again. And it just made me so much more productive, so much more like to look forward to like, um, and even just a change in like health and fitness and mentality. Um, for me, that, that works for me. This, that's not like me saying, oh, you need to go and do this to, to feel away. Absolutely not. Like you, you, you just do you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just do you, you're fine as you are. Um, and, and that's just that on that. I'm not one of those fitness people or, or um, penis podcast people who are like, you need to get in the gym. No, that, that's not my politic at all, at all. Um, what other hobbies do I have? I sometimes help my mum at the allotment. Um, I was there on Sunday and normally I, well, normally I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. But Sunday really beat me up with the hay fever like hay fever caught me from behind and was like <laughs> I I I was sneezing I was like blowing my nose until it bled I was literally like bunged up so mad and the thing is like as a hay fever sufferer like, I'm very hypersensitive to pollen like very hypersensitive to it so for me I know that I have to start taking my hay fever tablets from like January, February, the first sign of daffodils, just so that there is enough antihistamines in my body so that I can deal with it. But Sunday beat me up. But other than that, love the allotment. I do a bit of DIY. Um, I bought a house back in 2020. And um, yeah, I've just been like doing that up as well. I bought it abandoned, which I got it for a good price. Um, some of you may know me as that guy who um, had to, was Sid versus London Twitter, because I was like, yeah, I pay 381 for my mortgage. And people were like, Birmingham. Ugh. And I was just like, first of all, f- first of all, what we're not going to do, what we are not going to do, like, the flatmates were mad. The ones in the, the, the shared accommodation masonette, they were mad. Like, I don't understand. I've never seen anything like it. Like, rather than congratulate me or just be like, yeah, they're just like, ugh, Birmingham. And I'm just like, why would you? Like, I was minding my business. I, like, I did not expect, for, you know, for people to just be dissing me left, right and centre. So as I did, I emptied the Draco. I did. And I won. I won. So, yeah. Uh, so you're probably now uh, probably is now the part about me is where I get into my character so a bit about me um, I am an introvert let me just say that I'm an introvert that presents as an extrovert but sometimes like I'm just like I want to go home there are too many people here oh my god there's traffic it's too busy but I have fun sometimes, I have fun, but you know, I just love spending time by myself, like I do, I love my own company, um, that don't mean I hate any of you that I've met up with, I do, I do like meeting people, I just, like, 
not too frequently <laughs> not too frequently just it just it is it is exhausting even though but it's worth it it's worth it with the right people honestly honestly um bit about me hmm, my character i would say that i am i pride myself in integrity i do i pride myself in my integrity i am um reliable honest trustworthy unapologetic um very very black queer centering i'm a black gay man myself um very comfortable with who i am how i present um my not comfortable with my political position in the world and that's pretty much why i made this podcast um i'm also somewhat argumentative intellectual um i'm flawed i i will admit that i'm flawed there's places in my journey where i'm just not at yet and that is okay um i am not above um swearing cussing people the fuck out so if if like swearing and me being argumentative um like all of the things if, if if i don't know depends what your energy is depends what your vibe is if if it's not something you mess with that's okay this podcast is not for you and that's okay um yeah so another thing i'm very spiritual i'm not religious um i grew up in i would say a religious household like my dad's muslim um quite would i say strict um, let me let me not get into religious people today but anyway yeah so that's the household i grew up in mom's side of the family is christian um my dad is from he's born in st vincent moved to trinidad and he's mom is trinidadian his dad is vincy mom she was born here she's born in birmingham and her parents are jamaican um they're all like windrush generation and mum met dad when she went to uni in London and we were in London for a bit and then they moved back up here to Birmingham that's why sometimes you'll see I don't know maybe if I have guests on the podcast um and I'm around other Brummies you will see my accent switch there are some people I'll be like yeah I can tell you're from Birmingham and there's sometimes when I'm speaking like when I what's the word code switch that's it when i code switch sometimes people are like, oh you sound like you're brummy oh you sound like you're from london um like brummies always say that you don't sound like you're properly from brum and it is what it is it, it just is what it is i'm okay i'm just me um, some people are like i can't really put a pin on your accent and i don't know i'm just gonna have to go along with that in it so yeah that's a bit about me um so yeah and before we get into it i want to give out credits um because if it wasn't for these people who inspired and pushed me um to, and encouraged and and believed in me to get here um <laughs> especially as i'm someone who doesn't like my voice so i'm probably going to listen back to this and feel like Ugh! but it's my voice in it like I don't know there's people that like what I have to say there's times I'm able to captivate an audience and I don't know it might sound like uh, like like I don't even know like a nail clipper grinding across like sandpaper in a glass bottle I don't know in it but you'll just it's, it's my voice I can't change it I can try 
Um, I know there's people who've done like voice acting and making, they're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. But we're just going to work with what I've got. And um, those of you who are going to be listeners and those of you who will see me grow and develop through this thing, um, we'll we'll just see how I get on in it. Like my voice will probably get better. My, my Brummy accent may or may not annoy you. Um, but yeah. Anyway, credits. Sorry, enough about me. Um, credits. I really. Well, so the first credit I want to go give out to is Audrey, aka Garner's Finest, from um, the Receipts Podcast. I met Audrey um, on Clubhouse, and like we, you know, seen my antics. I was on an app called Clubhouse, and it's like an audio app. Um, it's it's dead now. I wouldn't recommend going there at all. Um, and it's it's just the ghetto, but on there like I've had really really intellectual conversations I've had very unique talking points um and I have been able to like captivate large audiences and things and even sometimes open up my own rooms and own spaces with topics and um do them myself and I remember like Audrey was like Sid you if you should start a podcast I would actually listen and for me coming like that coming from Audrey and the receipts podcast like knowing who Audrey is that meant so much and I was like oh my god like are you sure are you saying this to be nice I don't know but she's like no you know she kept persisting that said Sid you can do this like you know you definitely definitely be good at it and it's like when I started um like in January when I was actually serious about it um Audrey has been so helpful so lovely so kind and said okay cool um you know this is what this means this is what that means um especially when it came down to like I wanted um just some little it's just small things like intro music and I was looking at licensing and I was like girl what does this mean and she's like okay here's what this means this is what that like you know here's the what you need to look out for and it's been great because if I did not have that support if I didn't have that advice, if I didn't have that encouragement, like that, like Audrey, thank you so much. If you ever do listen to this, that you did get the ball rolling um, on this a hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you've also been very supportive in like things I talk about, especially um, we'll get into in the podcast as well with my approach. Like you've been so supportive and massive support and I can't thank you enough because there's not many people in your position um, with your influence, who have achieved all that you've achieved, that would be so willing to help. Um, my second credit goes out to Ara, um, and some, some of you may know her as Ara the author, um, or also known as A Minute with Ara. I met Ara through Clubhouse as well, and what I love about Ara is um, she's also been a massive influence um in terms of just like thinking outside of the box and making very complicated things seem so simple that were always in front of our face and she's also an Aquarius as well and I don't know what it is but Ara is just some Ara is just someone that I fuck with heavy like Ara's my, sometimes I will retweet Ara on the timeline and it's like, do you know what? This, this makes friggin' sense. This, this makes sense. And, um, yeah, if you ever, if you ever get to like know anything of Ara, you will know. 
And the one thing that like I admire about her as well is her integrity and um, staying true to that integrity. And also, um, even though there are topics that she may say that is controversial or um, is for the greater good and because there are people that are very mad in this world, she's someone who like fight like she 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 will not put up with bullshit she she will not and she's one of the best like one of if i was to put like let's say there was a there was a hall of fame for people who could drag you ara would be top three top three like ara's dragged people and i've had to like not she's not even dragging me she's dragged people that have brought foolishness and i've had to She's brought, dragged people, sorry, who've brought foolishness to her and I've had to lie down because that, that was a cussing I did not know exists. That cussing belongs in screenwriting, in plays, in a script. Like, Ara is, like, nah, mm -mm, not the one. But when it comes to, um, like, advice, when it comes to her, her range, her depth, her reach, she's got it. Absolutely got it. And I'm going to give my third um, credit, like, who inspired me to be here. And I hope, <laughs> I hope she listens to this podcast um, one day or whenever, is Kelechi Okafor. Now, I came across, I remember the first time I came across Kelechi. I, um, it was summer of, it was June 2018, June or July. But either way, I literally, so I bought a car. Right, I got my Volkswagen and it had Dre Beats Audio, really nice, all of that stuff. And what I didn't notice, it had a um, DAB radio. Now, this was a massive upgrade from my Vauxhall Corsa, right? And I was driving with my mum and because sometimes I'm when I'm listening to music, I will have like really, really like egregious skin out, like explicit dance hall or something like that. And if my mum's in the car... Because, um, yeah, when, when I'm either driving, taking her shopping, or at that time we were doing our nan shop, my, my nan shopping, um, you know, I'd pick up mom, do her shopping, like she'd pick up stuff for nan and whatever. But anyway, so I had to switch over to um, DAB radio, which is like, is it digital? I don't even, either way, the Vauxhall course, I don't have it. It was a digital radio. It was, it was really nice. I'm listening to BBC One Extra. And then I hear this woman talking, right? And somebody was moving really mad. And then Kelechi was like, you see me? Yeah, I believe in hot slap therapy. I, I was like, huh? For someone to say this on BBC One Extra, like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, who is this? Who is this? And I was like, I need to, I need to find her. I need, I need to find who this person is. Then I realised um, she had a podcast, um, went, followed her on Instagram. Wasn't using Twitter at the time, but I followed her on Instagram. Um, and then during lockdown, she did the um, chat shit get banged. And it was the bit where it was like something the Bible says you can get clotted in your throat. I'm just I'm just paraphrasing, not verbatim. And I was like, do you know what? I need more of this. And during lockdown, um, I it I live I live alone. I was working from home, all of that stuff, and it got really really lonely. And I, that's where I found the love for podcasts. But I think the one that I really really got into, and the one that really um, 
was literally like a crash course into how to do better as a person, how not to be a dickhead, how not to be mad, how to be unapologetically yourself, how to, again, another person that is holding integrity. I was just like, I didn't know the, like, I did not know the power of a podcast. Like I hear about podcasts, but I didn't know about the power of a podcast like that. And I've not missed an episode since. I've been to the live shows. Um, and we'll be going to the one in September. Books on the way. <laughs> you know, I can't wait for that to come out in September. But Kalechi is someone who is so true to her integrity. Actually does the fucking work in real life. Looks out for so many marginalised people. And actually understands in, um, intersectionality. And... Um, I've spoken with Kelechi a few times on Twitter spaces and the one thing, the last, I think she held a space last week sometime, it was around the Philip Schofield drama. And I actually had to say like, you're one of the few like cishet people who actually hold space for queer people like that. You actually like, I was like, thank like, but at the end of it, I was like, thank you because there's not many people that would do this. I don't think I've seen anybody do this and anybody actually hold the space for like people to have an uncomfortable conversation, but get there and hold it with care and hold it with accountability and hold it with like a way with that one nonsense is not going to run here, but the people that are around who need to be doing the things that need to be done are going to be safe. And Kalechi's pours so much into people and has opened me up to, so many things I didn't even know was possible. I am like looking in more into things like astrology. Um, there's things like tarot. I don't see myself being a tarot reader, but there's times when I hear those tarot messages, especially when I was dealing with a breakup. Um, and do you know what's also funny as well? There's even the backdated podcast, right? There was times where she did tarot readings and it was so relevant to what I was going through at the time. But yeah, brilliant 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 human being divine baby girl like amazing person amazing and and thank you for getting me here um thank you for even though like i'm not someone who interacts with on a daily basis but just hearing your podcast pours into people and i hope i i i really hope like you know she hears that and i i want any anybody um you know to recognize that and just understand that I have to give praise to that because without that platform, I would not be here. Um, then now I'm going to go into my next credit, which is Sina. Um, Sina is my friend. I've been good friends with Sina for best part about two years now. We also met through Clubhouse um, during lockdown and we did the Sid and Sina show. We, we're, we're just known as, a, a, that's my twin, that's my duo you know what I'm saying, that somebody who I can go to for advice and is, like, somebody who's actually, like, a genuine friend, like, a, like I, I didn't know, like, it sounds crazy, even though I've got other friends in real life and stuff, but I didn't know that I could meet or, or, or via talking apps and podcasts and events, I could meet people and they would become real life friends. Like, people talk about these things where it's like, oh, you met people online. No, 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 no. But 
that's my friend. I've I've met this person. Met, like we 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 talk so much and we look out for each other in ways and encourage each other. And Cena has also encouraged me to, um, you know, when you know with the artwork, Sid, do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? She's willing to drop everything and help, vice versa. And I respect it. I really do respect it. Um, next one goes out to Kyle. Kyle, or some of you may know him as Sky. Um, that's my sis from London. So Kyle, um, he, we, we also met through Clubhouse as well. And um, he is, well, he will be a guest on the podcast one day. Um, he's, he lives in London. And we talk on very, very similar issues. And we really bounce off of each other and look out for each other as two black gay men. Even though um, we are, we show up differently, we express ourselves differently, we still face the same issues. And that is why people like Kyle, I appreciate so much. Because it's like, if some bullshit is going down, right? I can ring up Kyle or... um, vice versa he'll ring me and it's like are you seeing this bullshit or this has happened and we know exactly what it is and we're not we're not mad we're not going mad we see things for what it is um and 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 that's pretty much it really like we're, we're pretty much the only two black gay men doing what we're doing um on the uk side of twitter and it's a lot of work it's a lot of work i can't lie um, another shout out I want to do um, is to Lady Phil. Um, Lady Phil her, is the co-founder of um, UK Black Pride. And with UK Black Pride, like, I feel like it's a space where um, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's been a movement. Like, Lady Phil has done a lot. And for those of you who don't know what UK Black Pride is, it started off as, um, like, black um, lesbians going to the seaside for pride. And... The reason why these things are very important and and that also forms into the podcast is because when we look at pride in the UK um, or just the LGBTQIA plus community as a collective, we often overlook all of the things that are done to exclude or um, better yet, no, exclude and not include black people and black people who also... um, have their 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 culture no matter where it is from like whether it's the africa or the caribbean um latin americas uh, wherever that may be that's people don't often think that we can incorporate that with our sexuality and actually express ourselves and find joy in that and um when you are one of those people you often don't find belonging so when you see events like pride in london or birmingham pride manchester pride i look at it i don't have any desire to be there because i don't feel like i will fit in and i don't want to be the entertainment i don't want to be um i don't want to be a piece of meat i don't want to be fetishized and lady phil has created a space for that and a space that needs um more black queer people and more black representation than ever um and also just just creating that hope in so many people and yeah like that's another person i want to give a shout out to um i also want to give a shout out to other people that i've known on social media um because the issues that i speak about like 
I can't really speak about in real life because there's people that are just not ready to have the conversation. There's people also that aren't um, queer as well. So I don't really know that many black queer um, people in Brum like that because we don't have the community. And also it's not, it's not safe um, for us, believe it or not. But I will get into that later. So yeah, there's people who I can speak to about these things um, and they will... I've found people um, who share the same sentiments and understand that when it comes to um, black LGBTQIA plus rights and issues and equality, we often see that it's, you know, based on who is able to access it. And that to me is a problem. That to me is a problem because yeah, um, I'll get into that later. Um, and the getting out to the last few is jaded um jaded is uh, oh, jaded is an amazing person amazing human being is a nigerian american um and he, we also met through clubhouse that he was supposed to be the co-host of this show um and we did have plans to run this together however um i how, how can i put it like life life just gets in the way life life happens and jaded will like is pretty much like an american version of me but his mind is brilliant so 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 smart and like can literally talk and you're just there staring into space because it's literally like not into space in like a you know um i'm not listening to what you're saying but like staring because your mind is just blown by what has left his mouth and he really, really does break down things like anti-blackness, um, sexuality, gender, gender identity and expression, um, ableism, all of those sorts of things there are really, really important. And I think that when it comes down to intersectionality and black people, we don't often have a conversation um, about how it will specifically affect you and also how it can be done intracommunally. Um so yeah, jaded, brilliant person. Like, I cannot wait to introduce him to you guys. Um, we also have Michaela Raymond. Michaela Raymond is a black trans woman um, from Philly. And she's quite radical. She's really, really radical. And I fuck with her heavy. Like, fuck with her heavy. She will also be a guest one day. Um, but br- again, brilliant mind when it comes to talking about like issues that are actually affecting black trans women. Um, and this is, this is what it's all about. Like Michaela, for me, the reason why she's given me so much inspiration to do this is because it's not just about going online and saying black trans lives matter. It's about actually being in community with them. It's it's being like, okay, is there anything you need? Is how are you today? Um, what what is affecting you? Like, what's your hobbies? What do you like? What do you want to do? How's how's that? It's it's having those conversations and being in community with people and it opened up my eyes to ways in which we need to look out for each other. Um that 
it's opened up my eyes to ways that we we need to look out for each other that we're not seeing in the mainstream media we're not seeing with the voices that are hyper visible and that's a problem to me it is so big up yourself Michaela um we have Lovette Jallo <laughs> Lovette I love Lovette Love, love, love me some Levette. Levette is um, black lesbian from uh, Sweden. And she does a lot of like, she, she's a, a doctor, I believe. Is it Dr. Levette? Oh my God, she's going to beat me up after this, you know. She's going to beat my ass. But Levette, let me say this. Levette is someone who I can bounce off of. And we bounce off of each other, I would say. And it's even when I'm having conversations about um, having conversations about like gender and sexuality and and um, anti blackness and even to how it intersects in the lesbian community, it's again it's about forming community and understanding ways in which we can do better, look out for each other, amplify our voices, and. Lovette's got it. Lovette's, Lovette has got it down. And she's also been a, another person to encourage me to be here today. Um, finally, last but not least, best till last, my mom. So, yeah, spoke about her before. Uh, <laughs> I get my, I would say I get my humour from my mom. I do have a lot of traits from my mom, I can't lie. Um, but one of them would be my humour. Um, my wit, my intelligence, um, my desire to do better, my empathy, my humanity I get from my mom. Like, my mom is one of the nicest people you will ever meet, ever, ever meet. And I'm so protective of my mom. Like, I'm one of those, I'm very, very protective of my mom. And believe it or not, my mom is... The reason why she inspired me to do this is because she's a psychotherapist and there's various um, things I've gone through, um, which again, this is just an introduction, but I will go and talk about that later on in the podcast, Um, maybe on later episodes, but there's things that I talk about to her about the queer community and um, issues that I've faced. um, And even though my mom, I believe... Well, she can't tell me about her clients, but I, I get an inkling she sees queer clients and she's like, son, thank you, because you, you've literally opened my mind up to a world that I didn't know existed. And the one thing that the the problems that are prevalent um, among black queer people, I don't think by what she says, I don't know, don't know, but I feel that the mental health services aren't equipped and not and also not aware to deal with these things and help but I don't know and the thing is like I'm not I'm not one of those people to put down therapy I'm just saying in it like if you come to somebody with an issue they need to recognize that there's an issue with the environment and not the person and you can't always put the work on the person to do the work and um yeah and she's like son your voice is needed it is needed like if nobody is going to say it if no one then who and yeah so she's literally (laughs) i was in the car today um i went to go and see her and she 
she went to go and get some furnace or something like that. I can't even remember. It was a big, it was a big, like, it's a wood burner. Or I went to go collect it. Anyways, she's like, make sure you put it out tomorrow, you know. Make sure you put this podcast out tomorrow. And I was like, I will. I will. And she's like, I was like, I've even tweeted, like, one more sleep to go. And she's like, oh, good. Because that way you can't take the shit. <laughs> like, well, that's, the, you know, me and mum have a banter. And um, another thing that I um, love about my mum so much is that we are able to have really, really intellectual debates. And that was like, when when my mum and dad were together, the one thing that I noticed um, with my mum and dad is that they were very philosophical, very, 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 very philosophical. And we could talk um, for ages about literally anything, anything. And the fact that I'm able to have those conversations on like really, really high intellectual levels with a mum and other people. And we can talk about anything from like religion to science, to politics, to um, health, fitness, all of those sort of things. They're like amazing. So yeah, that's it. So that's pretty much um the credits. And I just want to thank everybody in those credits. Like, seriously, I don't think I would be here if it wasn't for you. Um, or I wouldn't be here so soon if it wasn't for you. But thank you. Thank you so much. So why am I doing this podcast? Some of you might ask. And for me, I feel that black queer representation isn't black queer representation. I think that it is what... um what can sell and I also find that it tends to be very classist that that's one thing it tends to be based on who can access um who can access spaces to be represented and to the voices that are represented it's like yeah your issues come last let us get our things first and then we'll consider this well, consider what you're going through right now. And I'm just like, no, because um, trickle down economics doesn't work. So why would you think trickle down e- equality works? It doesn't work like that. And I think that it's it's restricted in a way where I find it mad to me that when it comes to the black queer community, we aren't seeing enough intellectuals um, being given platforms that they need. And instead, it's like, it's going to be your makeup artists. It's going to be your actors and actresses and musicians. And no, no, like, like there's more to black queerness than just being, than entertaining people. And I'm sorry, but not, I'm not trying to say some of these people aren't intelligent. But if their, if their purpose and their field is to entertain and they have not done anything outside of that, why should they then be the spokesperson for people who have a lot more range and depth to have the discussion? And I also find that when it comes to um, black queer representation, what's given to them can very easily be taken away. And that is why we find that when it comes to certain issues um, around like, I don't know, racism in the queer community, it's not actually spoken with vim and conviction where people can hold themselves accountable because we have to bear in mind that when it comes to LGBT rights, like a lot of them, it's, it's, what's the nicest way I can say this? It's basically let all the white people get their things and then 
when we're done, you can have what's left over after. And I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to speak up for my black queer people and I don't care who it makes uncomfortable. I don't. I'm so sorry. I don't. Um, no. Because I don't understand how people can want rights to their, like, sexuality and then you want to deny that to people who are black I don't understand how you can deny um people and police black people on their gender identity and expression right but then want it for yourself that makes no sense and I don't fuck with that I don't I really really don't and there's too many black people that are silent on this and when you when you fall outside of visibility when you are not seen right, you can be mistreated in ways, and people will just say, well, that's not happening, have you got data to support that, um, provide me with examples, give me specifics, and then they'll scrutinize it, and tell you that you're lying, does that sound similar to you, sounds a lot like racism, mm. and even when you bring up the statistics, we're not racist, oh, no, no. Mm, sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to deal with all of that, and, um, Another reason what propelled me to go into this as well is that when you have people who um, tend to speak on on certain issues, like the issues I will be speaking on in this podcast, they have to be from London or they have to be, we have to be London centric. And the problem that I find with London centrism in the UK, and this is no disrespect to people from London, but you, you have to understand like what it's like living outside of London. It's it's literally like, okay, cool. London is an international city and I love that for you. I do, because if you ask anybody in the world, like name a city in the UK, it's going to be London. That's where people are going to flock to. That's who um, people want to hear from, right? But the problem with London being an international city is that when it comes to black issues and also black queer issues, I do feel that we pander to america too much and this is not in a way to like put down americans but again they also have a very um ethnocentric kind of way of life that in which we don't so if they don't know about the dynamics that we have here in the uk that's absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with that but i often find that i um many times when i've spoken on clubhouse twitter spaces um other panels it's literally like apply my problems to your solutions and be okay with it and I don't want to hear the rest and I don't like that and I'm so sorry you don't get to co-sign that for me I I don't I don't it doesn't work like that I'm so sorry it doesn't and um yeah that that's pretty much it so I I really want to be the per like I really want to be the person that um puts that representation there unapologetically and I want to represent and not only just represent uh, no, prob- no, represent is a mad word. I'm, I can't represent nobody. I want. I can represent myself. I can represent my journey. But what I want to do, my vision for this, is to amplify voices who are not represented. I want to amplify things that are not talked about, not talked about enough, that, that do not centre, that, you know, I want to talk about things that are not centering black queer people and how it affects us. Because we see conversations about colorism all of the time does it ever send to black queer people no um when it comes to things like domestic abuse does that ever send to black queer people no why are we not talking about it no seriously why are we not talking about it okay and i also find that 
some of the elders, some of the black elders we have in this UK, um, the black queer elders, you need to do a bit more for your black community still. And they're not doing it. And all the things that we should have been taught around like healthy relationships, um, comfort within our gender identity, gender expression, um, and also like our sexuality that was not taught things like safe sex did i say healthy relationships already even how to form friendships self-love like being kind to one another that was not taught to us by the black elders you, you didn't do that and there's certain issues going on right now certain politics within the uk right um especially like i think it was about it was around the about three weeks ago well 20th of may is when it happened i can just remember the date but there was times when like we called out to you elders and you weren't doing shit and you're there with your big following and you're there, um, you know, talking all these stupid fucking slogans all the fucking time that really don't center black people. But when white people need to call you for their organization, you come, you're there. But when it's black people calling you, you're, you're, it's radio silence. You don't want to be involved or now, not right now, or you get left on bed. Nah, I'm so sorry. Like, now nah, we have to do better. We we have a new generation coming up. We have to do better. Like, we have to do so much better for them. We really do. We really, really do. In terms of, like, things like safety, self-confidence, self-worth, self-belief. Like, nah, mm-mm, sorry. Nah, nah. Not gonna happen. So, yeah, um... That that's why I've done this, and I I I want to build community out of this. I re I and the way I define community is as a collective of people who work together to achieve things. Right now, I I I don't feel part of a community. I feel part of a collective. I feel part of a group that I can somewhat identify with or or share a label with. But what what do we work towards? Like colorism is still a problem. Racism is still a problem. Black fetishization is still a problem. Domestic abuse is still right. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But I'm going to do what I can with what I can in it. Um, another reason why I made this podcast as well is because a lot of the things that I talk, tend to talk about, they tend to get plagiarized um, by people that I've disagreed with. And then later on, I've seen this talking point either plagiarized on TikTok or I've seen it plagiarized on Twitter. And there's been a very recent thing happening, which I will get into later. I'll get into in another episode. Something very recent that happened. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. You? You're saying that? You? You who silenced me? You who called me all sorts of bitches? You who, um, you know, moved really mad towards me? You who, like, told everybody I was stupid or I had, like, who, who I've got problems and... What? What? You're ripping off the exact same things I said almost word for word. So, no, I mean, I can't... At the end of the day, Twitter, your account can just be gone. Instagram, your account can be gone. Clubhouse, account gone. TikTok, gone. It can all be just gone. It can be gone. So now... Um, what can't go is these recordings. What can't go is this is this um, journal that I have for myself. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It, it can't go. So when people are like, oh, yeah, you never said that. Like, people love to gaslight me. People love to gaslight me. They think I've got dickhead written all over my face just because I'm like, I talk like this. And, you know, I'm from Birmingham and nobody, like, oh, no, what he has to say isn't relevant. No, not going to work. Not going to work. Mm-mm. I've got the receipts and I keep the receipts. Like, no. Mm-mm. So, 100%. Um, this this does need to be documented and if people need to go back to maybe an episode where we talk about like safety where we talk about black fetishization when we talk about the disparities um between black sex workers and white sex workers when we talk about the ways in which black lesbians are treated um and erased when we talk about the ways in which um people deliberately do things within community to discriminate to black trans um, and non-gender conforming people, we're going to get into that. We, we will, I, I, I have always spoken about that, you know? Um, I will never stop speaking about it. I will never, until it becomes a comfortable conversation for all of us to have, until people um, find some integrity behind selling products for white people and, and these, these massive capitalist organisations that don't really give a fuck about us. Because they don't. And I, I and, and until we can have the conversation comfortably without giving a fuck about who feels offended. Because I'm so sorry, like, how can you, how can we be harmed? Or how can we be left out and erased but everybody gets their things but wants our labour? That doesn't make no sense to me. You know, we're 3% of this UK population, right? You know that, right? You know white people make up like 80-something percent. There are other minorities that make up 9%. I'm, no, 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 it's not a thing where we do labour, everybody gets, and, and you will have the crop, no, no, um, there's that, and also, rebranding, I don't, I don't like rebranding, I hate, I hate when people do silent rebrands, because, again, I'm 30, I remember what it was like to be black and queer at, 18 years old, I remember how people were behaving, I've not forgotten these things, so seeing all of these rebrands happening, to me, is mad, it's, ve- it's, it's, it's like, you weren't this person, and what I find is, if you can't take accountability for something, if you can't understand where you've gone wrong as a, as, as a human, and, and recognise the flaws that I also myself have to recognise within myself, and I've had to go and do, and unlearn, right, then I can't trust you, that's not someone I can trust, and that's why when I asked um, certain people, um, I remember when there was an age gaps conversation, and I was saying, okay, well, if your age mates were moving really mad and really predatory, right, why have you not called this out, why have you never called this out, why have you not said anything, the older generation, like, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you staying silent on certain issues? Why? Is it because you were doing it? Is it because your friends are doing it? Do you know what I'm saying? There, 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 there's, there's a lot that goes on that I'm, I'm sorry. It, this, this whole podcast is going to be a draw out. I'm so sorry. It's going to be a draw out. And <laughs> I don't know. Bring your lunch. It's going to be a long day, innit? So, yeah, let me also just put up some boundaries as well. I'm going to put up some fan boundaries because um, 
I'm just going to like let you know that this is not a morality podcast. This is not one of those podcasts where I am going to be, what is the word? It's it's not, if, if you're looking for someone to basically pussyfoot around things and and not fight fire with fire, it's, it's not me. It's it's not me. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I, me, I am a problematic individual and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm 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 good with that. So one of my boundaries is I will like and I'm, I'm these are very strict boundaries, very strict boundaries, right? And I'm going to let you know. Many many have tried me. Many many have tried to bring me down. Many many people have tried to make an example, yeah? All right? None of them have succeeded. So I'm just making you aware my mouth my mouth is is different. It's different, yeah? So, and the way I will disrespect you is different if you fuck with my boundaries. So I'm going to put boundary number one. I don't tolerate being undermined. So if I say something is happening, right, either through a lived experience or a trend that I have observed, right, and I can reference back to you and also understand why that thing has happened in the first place. If you try to shut down that conversation with talking points that, that, um, only want to protect and serve like white supremacists, etc. Patriarch. I'm gonna, f- I will, I will draw you out. I will disrespect you in ways you wouldn't know. So make sure, like, if 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 you disagree with something, you know something. I'm open to understanding and learning. In it, I'm open to that. I'm open to being um, proven wrong and seeing where we go from here. But what we're not gonna have, like people have done before, is I will talk about like I don't know. Um, what's the thing that I can think of off the top of my head? Like black fetishization, how it gets um, young black queer people killed, harmed, um, in in multiple ways, and you'll be like, mm, nah, I don't, I don't, you know, that's not true. Blah blah blah. blah. This is no, don't don't try and do that. Don't don't try and do none of that. Don't do it with me. Don't because I, I have this back and forth with people all the time, and. You can have, you can identify how you identify. You can have whatever credentials you want, right? Because it said, I'm, and, and this is how I can make people look dumb. Because if it is wrong for you to call somebody monkey, um, the N-word, all of those sort of things there, we can recognise that wrong. So it's acceptable during sex. Is that the only time it's acceptable? Is that what you're telling me? So you you see nothing wrong with people who are pursuing black men and conditioning them from the ages of 18, bearing in mind a lot, sometimes even younger, you know, sometimes even younger. And some of these men have been there, 40s, 50s, however long. You see nothing wrong with that. You see nothing, you, you're telling me that that's acceptable. I will draw you the fuck out. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right? Cool. Um, don't try and get over familiar as well. Don't, don't try and think that, yeah, you know, um, because I am an ally or because I am in this field or whatever it is, you're wrong. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. I, I've, I've blocked people that I would consider people that I held in high regard. Put it that way. I've blocked people for that. Like, don't, and and I'll, I'll badge you up in in the process. Don't do it. Because... There have been situations where people have um, been, look at me, I'm the ally, I'm always around queer people, I'm always... And then what they've done is found themselves disagreeing with me 
or um, trying to undermine my message that centers black queer people, right? And then all you see in the comments or the likes is white queer people liking it. When I'm saying how something affects black queer people and I'm being, um, I, I, I need to be careful because you, you, you could be harming other. No, Sid, no, Sid, don't have this conversation. Don't even try that with me. Don't try it with me. I will block you. I will run you. Don't do it. Um, what's the other thing? Mm-mm-mm-mm. What's the other boundary? I'm just trying to think of other boundaries. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, don't try and bring up um repetitive talking points and things that like haven't been challenged in the correct way. So if you if you want to so for example <laughs> Um, when I used to talk about PrEP and HIV awareness and things like that, and people would say undetectable equals untransmittable, rightly so, right? And while we can acknowledge that, like, um, undetectable equals untransmittable, like, part of me, like, I'm on PrEP myself, and PrEP is like a, um, it's a drug that you take from your clinic, and it basically reduces the risk of contracting HIV by 99%, I believe, well, it makes it virtually impossible, but I will still say that, you know, that can happen, but um, you have to bear in mind that you have to, um, your sexual health is your responsibility. So make sure that, you know, um, you are still accessing PrEP if needs be, and you're, you're responsible for your health. Don't try and like, start screaming because I've gone outside of a narrative and you don't know anything outside of that either because trust and believe there are things I will get into this podcast I will get into that again like will prove where people should just shut the fuck up and listen to people who actually live the life okay so um that wraps up pretty much what the podcast is going to be about um I'm Still deciding on the segments, so I am going to start, i probably open it up and start talking a bit about me, what I've been doing lately, um, through the week, um, any letters that are sent in or emails, messages, that's fine, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, and then I'll also go through the shout outs, and I'm really just going to shout out people doing great things around the world, and, and I'm going to keep it black, queer, centred. Um, they will be taking priority. Um, it will be black queer people, then black, and then um, anybody I like, you know. Then I will be doing Passa. You see me? I love Passa. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to hide that. I love Passa. I love mess. I love drama. Obviously, I don't, like, cause mess between friends and things like that, like, or people's personal lives. If I don't know you, if it's, like, when, um, between Spice and Erica Mina, or it's Lani Good and Tion Wayne, I love mess. I love it. Fucking love it. Absolutely. So, I'll be talking about mess, um, that's been happening, and I really hope pass up, um, has been brewing, um, it just is what it is, isn't it, like, we can all pretend that we don't like Passa, but if I ask you about the Passa, I bet you, you'll, you'll know, 
I bet you, you will know. And it's like when I used to be on um, Clubhouse days or when people would, even like in working situations, it's like, oh, Sid, you're always in the past. I was like, well, that's funny because every time there's passer, you're always here with me. So I'm so sorry. I, I am. I have the chest to admit that I love. I love Passa, and who's gonna beat me? That's it. And you're you're secretly gonna be listening to it, and it's that's fine. Um, hopefully you can learn to admit you love it like me, and that's it. No one can beat me for that. Then, um, I'm trying to think now. Then I'm going to do international. Um, like international awareness things that we should be very much hyper aware on um, and that pretty much boils down to the um, point of the podcast um, because again there's a lot happening in Uganda right now and it's mad to me how if you want to hear about Uganda why can't we hear about what's happening in Uganda from Ugandans? Like, and this is what building community is about. So, like, I've reached out to um, quite a few Ugandans that are living there. Lesbian, um, gay, um, non-gender conforming, trans. And um, this is the thing, like, when it comes to when it comes to building community, when it comes to this community that people speak of, it's not just about hearing from, I don't know, whoever the fuck, like Tom Daly. I really don't want to hear what you have to say about, about gay rights in, in, in Uganda. You, you've, you've, you've done something similar that, that like this before and it really annoyed me. It really, really annoyed me. Um, because what I find that when it's somebody who is either white, um, like, black British and with no relation to Uganda or just just not fucking from there just no no culture no nothing no ties no nothing I find it so weird how they do this and they do it in such a way where they want to captivate an audience and you then want to signpost them to a charity which is British international and I'm not saying that they don't do the work but why can't we hear from people who are actually living it? Why can't we hear from the organisations and campaigns on the ground? Why can't we do that? Why can't we hear from them? That to me is a problem. That to me is a massive fucking problem. Because I'll be damned. And I'm sorry, I'm waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the fucking day. I Let me tell you, I'm waiting I'm waiting. I'm somebody who will put it in my calendar that I'm going to fuck with your day, right? Because I'm waiting for the day that they speak on Jamaica or like, or Trinidad or St. Vincent. I'm waiting for the day people speak on anti-LGBT rights there and you speak on the way that you've spoken about Nigeria or, or, or Qatar or, um, or, or Uganda, all oh, these backward countries, these backward people, all oh, these savages. Oh. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Who the fuck are you talking about? Are you dumb? Are you all right? And you're saying, oh, let's withdraw aid. Have you spoken to the people there and see, like the queer people there and seeing if like, if withdrawing aid helps them? Have you done that? No. 
there's a current petition going on right now, yeah, um, which, I again, this is my first episode, I'm going to try and link it, but there's a petition going on right fucking now to ban Ugandan MPs who voted in favour of these homophobic laws, right, and ain't nobody signing it. But when these white professors want to go and talk and be like, yeah, um, this this threatens our rights here. And everyone's liking it. Everyone's tweeting. Everyone's chipping in like their two pens. When it comes to signing a petition that literally does not even take you two minutes, not even two minutes. Some of your kettles that Boris told you to go and replace and, and it will save you £10 a year, right? Takes longer to boil than the petition that would have been signed and you're not signing it. So don't piss, don't piss me off. Sign the fucking petition. Share the fucking petition. Like, the queer people in Uganda have actually stated, hold on a second, this, this here needs to be signed. And to all the, like, black queer representation in the UK, right, and you're showing up to these events where white people want you every single minute, where it's literally benefiting them before it benefits your own community, right, are, are they sharing your interests? Are they are they signing the, these things when um, when it needs to be done? Are, are they? Are they and th- this is what it's about. Is is Tom Daly gonna stretch his thin lips to be like, yeah, here, sign this petition? No, the fuck he's not. And this is what pissed me off. Like, and I wanted to cuss out Joe Lightsit for this. And well, I did cuss him out to be fair. But anyways, like I remember when he shredded the the um, the was it five k or however much? Like it was a stunt, and he shredded money. Um, during a cost of living crisis, but then he went and said, oh, it was fake, it was actually a stunt. To be honest, I don't know, he's probably lying. I don't give a fuck. But you shredded it, and literally, you type in Qatar, and all that comes up is you. Not a queer, like, think about it, you've not heard from a single queer person in Qatar, why is that? Why is that? We've not heard from any organisations in Qatar, why is that? Have we heard about Qatar again? Do we care about Qatar again? No. But, of course, Joe Lysett had something to promote after that. Like, Joe Lysett is on a show. Joe Lysett is doing his things. Like, I don't know if he's selling a book or whatever, but they always do this. When they, they always do these stunts, right, to prove that they're like a trans activist, um, uh, uh, international LGBT rights ally. No, you're just selling things for yourself. You are. You are. Because if you really gave a fuck, you'd still be talking now. If you really gave a fuck, if you really gave a fuck, you wouldn't be picking up the same Commonwealth Games. You wouldn't be. That don't make no sense. That don't make no freaking sense. So, I don't know. Like, how can you pick up the Commonwealth Games, the same Commonwealth that, in like... <laughs> has laws that are anti-LGBT because of this British colony. Like, sorry, not this British colony, sorry. These British colonisers. Like, the, the, that Commonwealth Games, the, those Commonwealth Games where it is illegal to be LGBT and it, they have, is very, they are very harsh environments for queer people of colour. And this is why I say, like, um, and this this may not be received well by some, but I'm asking you to just fucking think about this. When it came to the whole trans people in debate, uh, trans people in sports debate, right? 
when I'm hearing the way people talk, I'm like, do you see trans people from the Commonwealth in this future that you speak of where trans people are in sports? Now, again, I'm not here to go and like, you know, say, oh, well, I believe they should be in sports. I believe they shouldn't. I'm just asking a question. I'm, I'm not a trans person, so I'm not trying to speak for trans people. But I'm asking a question. Do you see, by the way some of these people talk, do you see trans people in sports from the Commonwealth countries? And I'm sorry, but the way I've heard some of you speak, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. So who are we doing it for? It, it, it's, it's definitely not for trans people from the Commonwealth. Because how can, how can you applaud, how can you endorse or, or show any sort of like happiness that, that, that Commonwealth... No, mm-mm, no, no. If we're going to call out fuckers, we call out all of it. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it. So yeah, the, the, the segment, last segment I think I will go through is... I don't even know. I want to call it go to hell or I want to call it where I'm on crud. Now, I'm not sure who's from where and whatever, but let me go to the Urban Dictionary and tell you what crud is and give me the best explanation because crud is one of those words. It's pretty much like p- pushing P. I still don't know what the fuck it means. I don't know what it means in it, but people seem to know what it means. And they just say, if you don't know what pushing peas, you don't know what it I just don't know what it means. Peas here just meant money. Like that man's got bare peas. He, he's got money in it. Or, or yeah, that costs bare peas. That means it's expensive. Anyway, on crud. To me, it's like, it can mean multiple things. It can mean like I'm on madness um, or this person is just talking shit. Sometimes I am just on crud is like I am on my mouth is just going to be reckless. That's what it is. And I'm matching madness with madness and I'm calling out the fuckeries. Um, So, yeah, on crud, we'll go to the Urban Dictionary. So on crud means when someone is verbally or physically inconsiderate, for instance, hurling, uh, for instance, hurling several close to home insults or breaking into someone's property with intent. They are on crud. Used more in the Midlands or south of England. Yeah, that sounds like me. I'm a mash up your whole shit. I'm a fuck up your whole dance. That's me. That's what I like. So yeah. Um, and that. But you know what? I will decide in the segment what the segments will be. I'm still thinking about it. I am still thinking about it. Um, and we'll just take it from there, really. So. Yeah, I think I might also get in, um, should I talk about my plants? I'll probably do that in the beginning. But anyways, I've been um, yapping on. This was supposed to be an hour, but I've been around close to that. So that's good. Um, And that's it. So thank you so much for listening. um, I've been your host, Sid. And you've been listening to I Sid What I Sid. And I hope to see you next week. Bye.